the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. He's Sebastian Gorka, and he's on America First. Weekday afternoons from 3 to 5 on 98.9 FM. The Answer. 98.9 FM. The Answer. So the guy who is standing between the Democratic Party and the end of the filibuster, the guy who is standing between inflation soaring out of control with Bernie Sanders and the other crazies in Congress spending $3.5 trillion and giving away free child care, free community college, free this, free that, is Joe Manchin of West Virginia. Joe Manchin is a Democrat. So Joe Manchin would typically not be someone that I would expect myself to be aligned with or you to be aligned with. But Joe Manchin is a different kind of Democrat. He's kind of an old-school throwback Democrat. Now, I'm not naive. I know he's an old-school throwback Democrat because if he's not, he's going to get voted out. And his seat is going to go to a Republican because West Virginia is decidedly a red state and they continue to vote for Joe Manchin probably because he comes off well when he talks about common sense things like not spending money we don't have and standing in the way of super, super, super liberal and detached from reality policies. Joe Manchin was on special report last night with Brett Baer. I thought what he had to say was remarkably sensible and thought you'd enjoy hearing some of it. Here he is on gas prices and what has happened and how he explains the rise in gas prices. Gas prices at the pump, who's to blame? President Biden says OPEC uh, is to blame. Others say climate policies have changed the dynamic. What do you say? I say that we can basically do more for ourselves. We've been energy independent for the first time in 67 years. Why can't we do more? Why can't we produce more? We've got plenty of natural gas. My state, beautiful state of West Virginia, has an ocean of natural gas under it. If they just let us build a pipeline, we could get the product to market. And why don't we do more drilling and why don't we do more, basically, production in the United States? I'm not depending on OPEC. I'm not depending on other countries for my energy anymore. We know how to do it. We have the technology. We should be relying on ourselves. So is the president wrong in that? I have a difference of opinion. (laughs) So, yes. (laughs) Yeah, now... That's a very common sense position. Joe Manchin, West Virginian, would like fracking to be okayed in his state, would like a pipeline to be built so we could be energy independent. Sounds like a Republican position to me. It's not the only position he holds. It sounds like a Republican position. His position on immigration sounds like a Republican position to me as well. Do you support some kind of amnesty without border security in the reconciliation? For us to even be talking about immigration without border security is ludicrous. I've told him, I said... People, the average person turns on the, on the TV and sees what's going on in the border. 
And that basically scares the bejesus out of an awful lot of people. If they think they can come and get all the different benefits that people, the citizens of America can get or entitled to, they're going to continue to come. So no, I don't think so. Border security in 2013, the bill that we did, we try to have a pathway to citizenship. We take, take care of our dreamers, which I have a lot of compassion for. And I would love to do something for people that came, even if they came wrong. Pay your fine. Get in line. Ten years back, you won't be jumping line. But nobody becomes a citizen until the border is declared secured. So that's not happening in this bill. I know bill. it's not. And that's what's up. No, that's that, what you're saying. That was up Republican and, Democrat, and, and Democrats in 2013. Brett, that passed what I thought the best piece of legislation, that we couldn't get a vote on it in the House. Did you catch those three little words at the beginning of that comment? Joe Banchin says, I've told them. Now, who is he telling? He's telling the radical wing of the Democratic Party. He's trying to get them to see the light. Come into the light. Alexandria, come into the light. Rashidi, come into the light. Ilhan, come into the light, Nancy. Voters will not go for this. No. Common sense. Pay your fine. Go, did you hear? Go to the back of the line. Wait 10 years. What? That is not the position that Nancy Pelosi and the rest of the squad want on immigration, on dreamers. No, we got to give away citizenship. Joe Manchin's smart enough to know. If you do that, if you promise them free stuff, that's not going to do anything to disincentivize illegal immigration into the United States. So once again, Joe Manchin's position is common sense position. Pray for the backbone of Joe Manchin. Because he sounded pretty resolute standing there. And the good thing about him is the Yunkin election in Virginia confirms that Joe Manchin's view of what people want on the Democratic side of the aisle is far more grounded in reality than what the crazies in the Democratic Party want. Here is Manchin who makes remarkable sense of Yunkin's victory in Virginia. The progressives, and I spoke to some of them, and they're nice people, good people. They're aspirational. I don't believe philosophically with them at all, but they don't have any chance of getting defeated where they come from. The thing they're doing is basically changing the dynamics of the moderates that it takes for them to be in a majority, taking it down way low. I've asked you this seven times, but has your party (laughs) left you? I'm, I'm a West Virginia Democrat, Brett. I, I don't know. I'm, I don't know where. Maybe I belong at times, but I believe I'm a fiscally responsible and socially compassionate. And you know what? I have a lot of Democrats that feel the same as I do. I have a lot of Republicans feel the same as I do. He's not wrong on that. We are a center-right country. We are not a left country. There are people on the left who want to take us to the left. They want to push us past even sensible left-wing policies. The word liberal doesn't apply to the Democratic Party anymore. Liberal usually means exchange of ideas, argue ideas, win on merit. No, they don't want that. They want to force it on you. We got a vaccine mandate today putting 490 pages from OSHA. If you push back on critical race theory, you're a racist. Why Why does the teaching of something that's not being taught bother Democrats so much? Right? Like critical race theory. It's not in schools. They state it factually, which, by the way, it is not factual. That is a lie when they all say, ah, critical race theory. It's not even taught. It's not even a thing. It doesn't even exist. Well, then why are you against banning it? 
If it doesn't exist, why would you care? But Manchin understands, and he noted in there, did you hear it? They don't have a chance of being defeated. Yeah, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, she can be as crazy, lunatic, nutbag as she wants to be. She's always going to win, as Nancy Pelosi once said. You could run a glass of water in her district with a D on it, and it would win. But Manchin knows he can't do that in West Virginia. So again, pray for the backbone of Joe Manchin. And it takes a strong backbone because when you stand up against the left, he's not immune to it either. We've talked today about you're going to be labeled a racist. Oh, you push back against CRT in schools. Oh, you push back against that. You must be a racist. Joe Manchin the other day wouldn't sign on to the massive boondoggle Break America Forever plan. What card did Cory Bush, congressman from Missouri, play? Of course, he's a racist. He's anti-woman. He's anti-black. He's anti-this. He's anti-that. What's Joe Manchin's reaction to that? You've had people out to your houseboat. You've had people following you around. You've had progressives, you know, yeah. d- protesting you. Cory Bush says um, Joe Manchin's opposition to Build Back Better Act is anti-black, anti-child, anti-woman, anti-immigrant. When we talk about transformative change, we are talking about a bill that will benefit black, brown, and indigenous communities. Your response to Congresswoman? I, I would just say the Congresswoman doesn't know me. She doesn't know me. And uh, happy to talk to her. I think maybe she'll have a different opinion. Go home to West Virginia and ask people. I think you'll get a different opinion. And this is a shame when we start this war war of words. I'm not going to speak ill about any of my congressional uh, friends and and colleagues on the House side or the Senate side. We can have a difference of opinion. The, The rhetoric around here has gotten so harsh and so toxic that you can't agree to disagree anymore. You can't sit down and say, okay, I disagree with you, Brett. You're going to say, okay, Joe, do we agree on the same problem? I said, yeah, let's start working. Tell me what you think you would fix it. That's not happening. So progressives... Let me tell you what I don't hear, what scares the bejesus out of me. I don't hear people saying, this is good for our country. It's more or less on both sides. This is better for my party. This is better for the 2022 election. He's absolutely right on that as well. And I've had this argument with people. You argue and argue and argue on merit. And the response you get is, you don't understand. You don't understand. No, I understand. I don't agree. See, there's a difference. There's a difference between not understanding and not agreeing. I understand. I understand fully. Free child care, free community college, free this, free that. I, I understand. Uh, extended unemployment. Uh, you know, blocking evictions, force me to get a vaccine, force me to wear a mask. No, I understand. I don't agree. And where did that start? Where did that start? Well, that started with Barack Obama. That started with Barack Obama. You couldn't disagree with Barack Obama's policies. You couldn't point out the flaws in the policies. You couldn't point out that it was unconstitutional to require people to have health insurance. Because if you did, you weren't arguing on constitutional ground. You were a racist. You disagree with a black president. You had to disagree solely because you were a racist. And that has fed this festering boil of racial politics in the Democratic Party where everything, everything, is attributed to race, which is, of course, the epitome of being a racist. 
So I have hope because Man- what Manchin's talking about, you give me what you think the issue is. I'll give you what I think the issue is. We'll find out where we agree. We'll work from a point of agreement. How would you fix it? How would I fix it? And we'll talk it out and we'll come to it. That's the legislative process. That's what Reagan and Tip O'Neill used to do. That's what Clinton and Newt Gingrich used to do. We don't have that anymore. And the people in power should be smart enough to insist that we stick to that. But somewhere along the line, the tail has been wagging the dog, and the people in office have been taking orders from the shrill and vitriolic and unhinged people in the media at the major networks and at CNN and MSNBC. And if you compromise, you're a traitor. If you don't insist on getting everything you want, then you are on the wrong side of history. That's not how our system was designed to work. And it's not good that our country has essentially become ruled, and I do mean ruled, by executive order, whether Donald Trump's signature's on it or Joe Biden's signature's on it. They both stink. Because in that setup, the people are not represented. You are not represented when that is how the system works, or in that case, doesn't work. Well, I'd buy popcorn to this. Winsome Sears, uh, the woman who won lieutenant governor in Virginia, the former Marine, uh, Jamaican immigrant, head of a nonprofit, uh, AR-15 owner. Uh, She has challenged (laughs) MSNBC's Joy Reid to invite her on her show, The Readout, uh, because Joy Reid... Of course, attributed Winsome Sears a black woman's victory in in Virginia to uh, uh, stoking the kind of soft white nationalism that leads to hardcore violence. Yes, white nationalism is to blame for electing a uh, black Jamaican immigrant to the lieutenant governorship of Virginia. So Winsome Sears went on. Fox and was read the comment by Joy Reid and says, I wish Joy Reid would invite me on her show. Let's see if she's woman enough to do that. I'd go in a heartbeat and we'd have a real discussion without Joy speaking about me behind my back. I mean, Joy, come on, get your facts straight and then come talk to me. You know why Winsome Sears says that? Because Winsome Sears knows what she believes and she knows why she believes it. She is not afraid to sit down in Joy Reid's environment, argue the issues, and stand on merit. Also, Winsome Sears has invited another crazy, shrill wokester to the party, Jamel Hill, formerly of ESPN. Uh, Jamel Hill uh, said that the Virginia victory by... Glenn Youngkin and Winsome Sears was due to 
white supremacy. She said, it's not the messaging, folks, meaning it doesn't have anything to do with schools. This country simply loves white supremacy. Yes, of course. Nothing says we love white supremacy like electing a black Jamaican immigrant lieutenant governor of Virginia. I hope Jamel Hill would go to that party because uh, Winsome Sears would carve her into little tiny pieces. Uh, Harold Ford seems like a reasonable sort of guy, even though something's off in his head because he's a Democrat. Uh, Harold Ford was on special report last night, and he recognizes that Democrats, by preaching white supremacy, white nationalism, ad nauseum, uh, are not articulating what voters want to hear. So I think Democrats uh, narrow, should not narrowly think about these races. As someone who has stood for, for, uh, for uh, public office and been on a ballot six times, I can tell you that all, all elections are different, but there's a huge common denominator. If you are not responding to people, if your vision is not crafted in, the, uh, in, in, in a way that's looking to help and advance people that you want to represent, you won't win. That's what Democrats have to get back to. That's how you win elections. You've got to think about how you appeal to everyday Americans' pocketbooks and wallets, how you incorporate the racial and social and societal concerns and issues that have always been present in American politics, and how do you craft a message that pushes us forward. You cannot look backwards. You cannot dwell on the former president or even former presidents. Yeah, that's really smart advice. The Democrats need to give up their continual, unending, insatiable obsession with Donald Trump for too long, for too long. Republicans obsessed about Barack Obama. And Eventually, you got to move on. I think Obama stumping for Terry McAuliffe in Virginia has seriously damaged his brand. I mean, he's all they have. I don't think that it means he will not be called upon to come out and campaign for Repub- uh, Democratic candidates in the 2022 midterms and in the 2024 general. I think they have to do that. But if Obama couldn't inspire people to come out and vote for McAuliffe, more, more than people came out and voted for Yunkin. Democrats are in a lot of trouble. Now, I say that in very precise terms because Obama did inspire people to come out and vote for McAuliffe. McAuliffe got more votes, 60,000 more votes than he received when he won the governorship the one time previously that he ran. Virginia does not allow governors to be elected to consecutive terms. So what does that tell you? What does that tell you about the passion on the Republican side of the aisle if Terry McAuliffe got more votes, 60,000 more, than when he won the Virginia governorship the first time? Well, it tells me that the Republican passion far surpassed the Democratic passion. Now, what caused that groundswell of passion among Republicans? It wasn't, it wasn't Donald Trump. I know the left wants to make it about Donald Trump. But Harold Ford says, and I agree, it isn't about Trump. Glenn Youngkin, Glenn Youngkin perfectly managed the Trump dynamic. Lawed his policies, keep the person at arm's length. 
Not going to talk about him, not going to invite him in, not going to ask him to do me any favors, not going to disparage him, not going to disparage him. And the result of that was that Glenn Youngkin got Trump voters, but Glenn Youngkin also got suburban moms. And if Republicans continue to get that combination of voters, as Ben Dominich characterized it, truck drivers and people from the suburbs who have my kid is an all-star student at, you know, East Side High bumper stickers on their cars. If Republicans can hold that coalition together, not just in Virginia, but can marshal it across the country, well, then we've got a chance to right the ship. I didn't say take our country back, because when you put it like taking our country back, it sounds like you're trying to usurp your authority and impose your authority on people who disagree with you. I don't want to do that, and I don't want the Republican Party to do that. I want us to win on ideas, articulate ideas, and reinstitute the principles and values that our country was founded upon. If you disagree with that, then you shouldn't be here. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 